Hey, I'm Coos. And I'm Quinn. And this is Coos and Quinn, the show with two guys that think they know everything about sports. 2018 has come to a close. What an amazing year for sports, and what an amazing year for Coos and Quinn as well. Yeah, for sure. We're at what, episode 16? It's at least, yeah. I mean, I'm losing track at this point, which means it's, uh, it's rolling along. It's getting up to almost numbers that we can't count to. Yeah, I've never, uh, yeah. So it's been a big year for us, you know? We started the podcast. That and, is true. Uh, we've kept it going, surprisingly, to be honest. Yeah, no, I've been impressed with how we've done with it. Well, I'm not, actually, I'm not shocked, but, you know, like... No, a lot of times people start things and it sort of lasts once or twice, you know, yeah. one week, two week, and then they kind of cut out and then they stop doing it. Or they're inconsistent. You know, we've been consistent. Yeah. Other than this little holiday blimp here, this break. Yeah, yeah, but come Every on. single Wednesday, you got Coos and Quinn giving you the goods, telling you what's going on in sports. And I think it's really for the Canadian people now, it's a tradition. Every Thursday morning, you wake up and you listen to us. <laughs> Just like how Jay and Dan used to be a tradition. Exactly. We took over for them now that they're not funny. They're horrible. I was watching them last night, and man, they're they're just cringy, to be honest. See, now I think Tim and Sid will be retiring in about you know, eight, ten years, and by then we should be ready to take over. Yeah, we'll be professionals. Exactly. Because, I mean, that's a great show. Yeah, Tim and Sid is best what Best business as far as I'm concerned. Honestly, this is a big homer pick, but they're the best sports analysts that I watch. Yeah, them and the, uh, PTI. the PTI, exactly. PTI. And you know what? We'll give the listeners some insight. Those are the two shows we kind of based our show off of. You know, we got inspiration from them to do our show with the pregame interview and then the halftime team talk. So you're not a first take guy with uh, Stephen A and Max Kellerman? Not even close. <laughs> and I'm not a Colin Cowherd guy anymore. I used to swear by him, <laughs> but this guy is just straight ridiculous. Actually, I had a funny point about him the other day. Now that we're talking. So Colin Cowherd, because I said to me, this is, this is how I see these sports analysts. Skip Bayless, to me, he's not a sports analyst. He's a, he's a debate artist. He loves to debate, right? Because he won't make a point based on if he actually thinks it's right, is to defend his honor. Colin Coward does the same thing, except for the way he does it is quite more pathetic because he's debating against himself. There's no one else on that show to debate with him. So that's, that's what I think of Colin Coward. Well, they're, they're He's like, the crazy guy yelling in his mirror. They're the entertainment channel for sports pretty much yeah it's almost it's like, all gossip it's like mock wwe coverage at this point if you want to be entertained by a debate check out the mark cuban absolutely owns skip bayless on youtube that, that is a good An one. amazing video but today we're coming out with a special edition of coos and quinn we're doing the year in review and over the past three days i've watched a bunch of review uh channels or shows on sportsnet and tsn i've watched top 100 plays yes. top 100 missed plays Top plays of the NHL, you top plays of Sports Center Year in Review, the Christmas yeah. Eve special. That's a good one. Always is. Yeah. They do a good job with it. Yeah, I really like that one. They're really homer with those stories, though. Like, they made the Canada winning the World Juniors a top 10 sports story. Oh, of the year. Are you God, kidding that's me? Garbage. That's a joke. Yeah. Um, so let's start off. Yeah. I think the main thing of this year, something that everyone watched, is the World Cup. Comes around every four years. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. France was absolutely dominant. Yeah, so the official figures came in the other day. I don't know why it took so long. 3.6 billion people. <clears throat> so about half the world. Watched the final? Watched uh, total viewers for the World Cup. That's a lot. That's half the world. Like, half the world watched soccer this summer. That's pretty incredible. So it's 3.6 billion different viewers? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So no, like, yeah. So I, the total viewership, like if we start totaling them up, right? Because people watch multiple games. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think you and I saw almost every game. But, um... No, yeah. So That's the, incredible. Yeah, it truly is incredible. Like, because you think about how many people don't have TVs. It's probably 3.6 billion. Well, it's the other half of the world. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
So no, that was uh, the World Cup was a highly entertaining month. It's always the best. Every time it comes around every four years, it's always the best month. And it's great because it's a really breakout tournament for some players. Yeah. Well, so this year it's Kieran Mbappe. Yeah, that's our guy. Like that's your you know my, yeah it's that's your guy. guy. But it's, I mean that's the guy who really had the breakout tournament. Um, Paul Pogba was incredible as well. The whole France team was just solid. There wasn't really a weak player on, in the team. Yeah, France was a unit. Um, it it kind of sucked that one side of the tournament was so stacked, and the other one was garbage. Like England had a cakewalk to the semis. Yeah, you can't. FIFA's got to give me some justification that they're not rigging these groups. Because I I can't remember who was in Russia's group, but they gave them literally the one group where they had a chance of moving on because they were the host. But and they did move on and beat Spain. That's the thing with this tournament, though. It it had great storylines with Russia, England. Like when England is performing, England's fun. It makes it fun. Yeah. And I think that this World Cup is one of the best ever. Yeah. And if you look at the games, there were like I think I'm pretty sure there was no zero zero draws. No, I don't know. Like in the round, I'm Robin, pretty sure it's the most goals ever in a World Cup. Yeah, no, it, it was that. And no one likes a 0-0 draw. The only disappointing thing was that we Argentina and Portugal went out so early. I was just about to say that. <laughs> that was the only disappointing thing. That Messi and Ronaldo didn't really have an iconic World Cup. No, Ronaldo had that one defining game there with the hat trick against Spain. Oh, which was, uh, that was great. Absolutely incredible. But it, how nice would that have been if that was like in the semifinal, you know what I mean? Like later in the tournament. Or to see them match up in an elimination game would have been incredible. For sure. But I mean, all the other players like to say soccer goes beyond those two. So mm-hmm. it is also nice to see it go beyond those two. And, um, yeah. The next biggest event for us was probably the NBA Finals. Yeah. Taken. This is a, ter- this LeBron was a terrible had, series. My God. Yeah. LeBron had probably the best game of his career. A 50-point triple-double in oh, game JR. one. <laughs> and J.R. Smith has a chance to win it with a layup. And he can't remember the score. Yeah, no, I mean... That's some house league stuff. That's That truly is some, like... That's like when you have the edible before you go play recreational basketball. And you go <laughs> score on your own hoop at the YMCA. That's the only place I've seen anything like that. This guy's running... He gets the ball, maybe, what, three, four feet underneath um, the basket he's trying to score on and runs away from the hoop as time expires <laughs> with his team. And he could have passed a it tie to LeBron, game. But instead, he chooses to pass it to George Hill. Yeah, the George Hill... misses a free throw as well. He was the one who missed the free throw? Yeah. Yeah, so just donkeys all around. Just yeah. rooting. And that was where LeBron went in and punched the chalkboard. Because he knew that like that was a... You got to take those small windows True, when they eh? come. People forget that LeBron was playing with a broken hand. Yeah, I mean, I think there's no sympathy. I don't have any sympathy for it as much as I love LeBron James because it was so self-inflicted. But I, I guess... Well, man, team, I like, would do the, the same. Gold, I would have done the exact same thing. You probably would have done worse. I would have hit my head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So um, there was... Um, there was that. Well, before the finals, mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets took the Golden State Warriors to Game 7. Yeah. And they shot 27 threes in the second half and didn't make one. Yeah. That's a legacy-changing game. For uh, Golden State? Golden State, LeBron, Houston. Yeah. Huge implications because of that, because they couldn't hit one three. And it was a close game. See, and that, that's the problem with the three-point NBA, right? You see, all, like, even the game seven between the Celtics and the Cavs, I, the, the, Rozier was 0 of 11 from three or something stupid. Like, these, and him and Tatum just kept shooting threes. Mm-hmm. 
And again, that, that's also equally legacy-defining because it's the final streak, right? Well, as Charles Barkley says, you live and you die by the three. Yeah, but I mean, for God's true. sake, get the ball in the paint. Yeah, that's what I don't understand with basketball these days. They, they just continue, <clears throat> even if it's not working, they continue with it. And they try to beat the best team with their own strike. Like, I think the Pelicans, who took a game, almost two games off the Warriors in the playoffs last year, they had it right. You get two big guys down there playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just bang the boards. Just bang the boards, exactly. They beat them at what they're not good at. Or they could just sign a center like DeMarcus Cousins and be, have all the grounds covered. It's going to be interesting this year with uh, the NBA. Mm-hmm. And that NBA Finals, it was you're right, it was disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great... And you never want to sweep in a final series. Like You want those to go seven games. Yeah, you want a double overtime. A historic LeBron series. James off the back of his left foot, three-point buzzer beater to win it. Like, I think out of the four matchups between the Warriors and the Cavs, the the one people will remember is the Cavs championship. Yeah, for sure. Because of LeBron, and also, like, it went to game seven. Yeah, and, and that was the year they won 73 games. You see what LeBron said about that yesterday, by the way? Yeah, saying that he was the GOAT because of that. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that? That's not one of my hottest moments of 2018, I'll tell you that. I don't really like him coming out and saying no. it during his career. I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll see. Sticking with LeBron James, though, like he had an incredible year. He just switched to the LA Lakers. Yeah, he's AP Male Athlete of the Year. He was just named that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I think he made basketball better by being on the Lakers. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, I mean, you want your marquee guys on the marquee teams, and that's exactly what he did for us all. And the Lakers are relevant again. And the Cavs are going to go back to being the shithole that it is. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's a given. Another big thing in sports this year with the NHL. Ovechkin finally won the cup. This was probably my personal favorite sports moment of the year. Really? It was Obi winning his game. Yeah. Being was, a big Crosby guy, you're saying that. <laughs> yeah, I am. I was thinking about this this morning, um, yesterday and this morning, because I, I thought that... Uh, I should be able to pick one moment as my favorite. I thought it's definitely Alex Ovechkin winning the Stanley Cup. Seeing that toothless smile, oh, makes while me so he happy. Lifted the cup was and amazing. him trying to speak English in Washington, like at the parade, just while he's drunk. failing miserably, drunk as hell. Also, there's something about Alex Ovechkin I just love. They had this whole feature on the other day on uh, what wasn't TSN, we know it wasn't TSN, on Sportsnet, and just talking about how all his teammates thought that this year would be the year he kind of finally knocked off. Because like we've talked about this before on a podcast a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the year that he's having this year. Um, but, like, that guy treats his body like real crap. Yeah. Like, he drinks Coke on the bench, apparently eats Doritos. On the bench? Yeah, he, he drinks Coke. He refuses to drink water on the bench. This is the one that just came out when Sportsnet did a little feature. Seriously? Yeah, he drinks Coke on the bench. Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> that is quite gross. And apparently just eats, like, absolute crap. Like, Miss Vicky's, Doritos. So he's one of us. Cake, McDonald's. He's worse than us. Like, I don't eat that bad. Yeah. And I eat pretty bad. But no, this this is it's pretty disgusting. If you see him, like you get catch him on the beach. He's got he's, a gut. Like, he's a fat yeah, he's a fat man. <laughs> Anyways, he finds a way to but get it. But man, dog. he can shoot that puck. Yeah, and he was very, very deserving of a like I was I thought he was a top ten hockey player of all time. I think that cop should solidify it. For sure. Definitely. Because I mean he's he's the ultimate goal scorer. He's on pace to win his eighth rocket this year. Eight. Like that's incredible. And that's soon probably going to be a record. Like, there must be a record that, that's close to that. <laughs> I think the record's nine. I think so. But he's a, that, was definitely, that was definitely a moment for me where I was like, okay, this guy got, you really got something he deserved. It was something that really made you happy. Braden Holtby had an incredible save in that uh, series. I think it was game two or three. Mm-hmm. It was with one minute and 50 seconds left. They're up 3-2, and he sticks a paddle out. Yeah, that was an incredible Sends save. a bit of a prayer and saves it. Yeah. And 
that made a huge change to Ovi's legacy because you never know how the series would have went after that. And speak like what we haven't talked about with the Stanley Cup Finals is Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, like that. That was, I guess, another huge sports tour for the. What year. a shocking year! Yeah, that, no, that that is a massive. That's like Leicester. Leicester how do you say the name? Leicester. Leicester City. They won the the prem, right? Yeah. That was like that, them winning the cup would have been equivalent to that, like just against Almost, un, unimaginable yeah. odds. Yeah, but um, it was cool to watch. Like I, I, I see. I'm not a fan of the Cinderella story because I think I feel like with everything we do, it's because you're a Patriots fan. <laughs> no, it's because I'm a curmudgeonous prick. Because here's the thing, <laughs> I find with every different event now in sports, whether it was like Sister Jean and uh, March Madness this year, you remember that shit? Yeah, I was gonna talk about that later. Good, I'm glad you're gonna talk about it because I, I, I'll, I'll read into it. But I just hate it. There's always this narrative, you know, this Cinderella underdog coming. It's like, well, you know, like great, but they, I don't like it. I want to see the best teams and the best players. I want to see what entertains me. I, so I'm not a sucker for that at all. So like a 16 upsetting a one, which also happened this year. Big sports moment, not big enough to crack this list because it's not you know defining, but. Like, I love that. You'd love to see that in the first round. But teams, like, undeserving teams like the Vegas Golden Knights, who basically picked up the scum of every other team from an expansion draft and making their way all the way to the Cup, I don't like it. Wow, I don't that's f- harsh. I don't, I don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah, but they played together. The team chemistry was great. Oh, right? no, they had an incredible year. And I gained a, a tremendous respect for William Carlson, um, for Marcia So, for a lot of their hockey players. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is one of the best goalies of all time. James Neal. James Neal is a great player. Um, so, like, I, I, I like them. Or, no, I like some of their guys, and I respect what they did. But just the whole story, that kind of crap, and the, I, I just didn't want to hear it. Like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't watch the pregame coverage. No, I, but you know this. I didn't like it at all. You didn't like the pregame shows that the Vegas uh, Golden Knights did? Like, it, no. It's uh, WWE circus-type crap. I want to watch hockey. I remember they had um, <laughs> Panic at the Disco. They are performing High Hopes with, like, fans. I'm like, what? why am I watching this shit? So I got up. I made some nachos. Grabbed a beer, and then I waited until it was over, then I went back to the couch to watch the game. I was in the uh, West Finals against Winnipeg, because I just couldn't take it. I was like, this team is really going to the Cup? Like, they're making a mockery of the great game on my screen. But no, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm just, you know, I'm only, you know, 20 or whatever. I'm 19, but I'm sounding like a crazy old man right now. Yeah, so you I think are. You, should, you should take the mic. Making some nachos and <laughs> grabbing a beer. Traditionalist. Um, no bad flips. You know what I forgot about until I did some research today? What? The Winter Olympics was this year. Yeah, I figured that would come up, for, and I, I wanted to make this point, too. And, and see, now I'm just sounding like a cynical guy, which is really not what I am. But I think for, and you're probably going to agree, for me, this was the Olympics that I paid the least attention to. Yeah, for sure. Time. Yeah. But do you think that's because of the hockey that's exactly taking why. out the professional players? That's exactly why. Because, you know, if you had Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid playing together for the first time, and I mean, just t- how ridiculously good Team Canada is when they go to these competitions, right? Because it's, it's not even close. World Cup of Hockey. Part of it was also the time change, though. It was in Pyeongchang. It was in South Korea, huh? Yeah. Oh, good for them. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it, it was it was a the time change was there, and just I don't know all these gimmicky sports. Like you got February is a big month in the you know the NBA and the NHL. It's a couple weeks after the Pats lost the Super Bowl, which I see didn't make your list. And I'm really happy. Um, oh, there's a part in there. Oh, okay, <laughs> but uh, so clearly I'm not reading properly. But there's just you know there's a lot going on in sports that are mm-hmm. in the right time that are in our day to day lives. Whereas in like you know what some like x games type snowboarder guys doing like i find it interesting but i don't know i'm not sitting down to watch it speaking of a busy february the nba all-star game is during february and this year it was pretty pretty great to be honest like did the nba all-star game make your list the biggest sports no but i was just thinking about it yeah the nba all-star game is finally serious it was serious for once 
There's still no defense. But they were playing hard at the end. I find the NBA is the league where they compete the most in the All-Star game. I like the new setup as well with the draft. See, I don't like that. It's fine. We're actually very just funny because random thing to talk about. I was talking about this with uh, two of my good buddies um, two nights ago, and we were saying we wish they'd switch back to an East-West. Um, so why do you like it? Because I want to hear this because I, I can tell you why I don't. But Because you get to see players that wouldn't play together, like Kevin Durant and LeBron playing together okay. last year. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I just yeah. Okay. You also see teammates play against each other. I guess that's also fun. Eh? Which is kind of cool. All right. Maybe I'm a curmudgeon. <laughs> and also, like when people say like all the talents in the West, I don't want to see the West just absolutely dominate the East. Yeah, because I want to see the East and go out and prove that that farcical notion is just that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I do find the NBA is the one league where these guys like winning an NBA All Star Game MVP, which LeBron did this year for the third time, which ties the record. Like that's a big deal. Like, that's something that's actually talked about. Yeah. Whereas in the NHL, they usually take the worst hockey player there and try to get him a hat trick. So it's just like Sidney Crosby and Jonathan Taze feeding like John Scott the puck. Yeah. And it's like obviously any guy with cement feet and the cement... As if John Scott made the NHL All-Star he game. He was the MVP of the game when he was there. I know. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's literally what happened. Sidney Crosby just fed him the puck. Just because tons of people voted this guy in. He played, what, six games or something? Uh, Yeah, he had played six games, but it was this whole movement. Like, that is absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's straight hilarious. And and the fact that he went there, and then as soon as he got there, you know Crosby and uh, Malkin took him aside because they were on his team, and they were like, they were like we'll, we'll get you the MVP. Yeah. And it's also cool for me because I remember watching that because that's the last NHL all stream I watched because of him. And to see like how good they were, those two, and that they could just get him a hatcher if he wanted it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, back on track with these moments here, I guess. Sure, yeah. We'll go into the next topic that I have here. Um. Serena Williams controversy. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah, so we actually, we talked about this on episode one of Coos and Quinn. Very interesting. Fun fact. Episode one. Episode one. This is one of our topics. Jeez. Or it might have been episode two. It was early on, though. Because Kaepernick ad was episode one for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Josh Donaldson was episode one. We oh, see, we yeah. see, that, and we're, regret of the years that we actually ran that as a topic. <laughs> yeah, as if Josh Donaldson was a topic. Yeah, wow. we, were, we, we were rookies back then. For sure. Um, no, Serena controversy was a big story. Um, lots of opinions, lots of valuable discussion came from it. For sure. Yeah. Um, since we've already talked about it, that's just, that can be a short one for today. Um, the Khabib McGregor fight was a big one too this year. And I think it was an absolute disgrace. Why? I'm a sports moment. Now, why do you think that? Because they fought each other. And then after the fight, they jumped out of the cage and both their posses were fighting each other in the stadium. It's like the malice in the palace all over again. <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace to sports with the way that they acted. Yeah, I don't like it. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I still watched it. I, I watched every video that came out. No, I, I, did you watch the fight? No, I did not. No, I, I, didn't, was, I didn't watch the fight. I was busy. But, yeah, I mean, I don't... A lot of people were talking about it. See, I... I oh, it was a huge sports moment of the year for sure. And it's... The way they hype up those fights... Uh, you know, Mayweather, McGregor, Khabib, McGregor, Mayweather, Pacquiao. Pacquiao can't speak as good of English, so it's not as good. But they go on those tours and they talk crap and stuff. Yeah. And it gets everyone talking. Like, it gets a ton of attention. It's 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 a big deal in sports. I don't know about you. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. It, I, I don't find it funny. The talking shit? No. And it's just the way McGregor is, because he's such a polarizing figure, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's so exaggerated. It's and almost like it's WWE at this point. Exactly. So I I, I don't like it. And especially uh, before a boxing match, because boxing is a great sport. And you'll agree with that. 
like traditional sport in the history of North America, boxing was a huge sport, right? Yeah, it was the biggest back in the '60s and exactly. So no, I, I don't like these guys like having like talking shit. I, I don't mind, but it's the way they do it. And they go on, they like they it's disrespectful. They yeah, they're dis like Khabib said after the fight, right? He's like, you're talking about me jumping over a cage, which first of all, he's like he's lucky he made it alive out of that. Like you, you know how many times there's been like. For example, that guy who uh, parachuted into the ring in a boxing match. Yeah. And then they, I remember, like, he left on a stretcher, and they thought he might be paralyzed. Because that's how bad the fans beat the shit out of him. Really? Yeah. Like, people don't react well to stuff like that. And a guy jumping over the ring, a guy jumping over a cage to come and fight you, like, like he fought, what, four or five people? Like, there was a posse there, yeah. like you said. Like, he's like, they didn't kick the absolute hell out of him. And then just, like, all of the, I remember all the Las Vegas, the Nevada police, like, there were, like, 15 of them escorting this guy out of there. I was like, this is a shit show. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then the one guy socked McGregor, right? The way that they the way they, that they talk shit is just not even about the sport. Well, and even going back before, right? Because the whole, the whole basis for these guys fighting, well, I mean, there's been a, a brewing history, but was that McGregor went after the bus. Yeah. Like, he got arrested for that. And the absolute <laughs> disrespect to Khabib when, uh, like, McGregor was kind of taunting him about drinking alcohol, and he yeah. can't because of his well, he does, chooses Muslim. not to because of his religion. Yeah, that's just straight disrespect. Yeah, it's absolutely stupid. But it, not, but yeah, and, but even like Dana White is is really very two faced because he'll sit there after one incident and then say that it's disgusting, but then he'll totally use it in the promo video for the next fight, right? Mm-hmm. Like he 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 pretended to be appalled, but he was actually happy when McGregor did something like you know what I mean through that through the bus and yeah. So people, like, I, I can see why people find him funny and why he's so polarizing. Because he's literally just the epitome of a person who, you know, he yells, he's aggressive, he doesn't give a hell. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I won't be sad once he actually goes to the WWE and withers away. Getting to a topic that you didn't really want to talk about. Yeah. Got the Philly special down here. Oh. <laughs> what a play. What, what What is your analysis of that play? I mean, I'm, I'm young. so it's In the Super Bowl. It's ballsiest play call in Super Bowl history that I've seen other than Sean Payton doing the onside kick at half in um, 2009 against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Because coming out of halftime in the Super Bowl and doing an onside kick is ballsy as hell. Throwing a pass on fourth and goal to your quarterback, having your tight end throw the pass, is ballsy as hell. You know what's absolutely hilarious about it too? What? It's that Nick Foles was the one that called the play. Like yeah, he, he went up you to Philly Philly? Yeah, Philly special, yeah. Philly special. Yeah. No, yeah. And you saw Peterson kind of looked at him, he looked in his eyes, and uh, he was like, yeah, this boy's not going to drop in this. Yeah. And it was so well run. It's so unlike a New England Patriots team that there wasn't a linebacker dropping back for that. But just shows the ill-preparedness and the, the poor coaching job that was done for that game by them. But you've seen it a lot this year. Like, Matt Ryan caught a touchdown on it yesterday. Like, the exact same play, because mm-hmm. Atlanta doesn't care anymore. They're just having fun. And actually, the Eagles ran it week one against Atlanta. Yeah. In the opening game, back to Foles, which was, you know, I was a bit much, but whatever. But no, as, far, as far as the play goes, I mean, it'll live in infamy in, in football history. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the ball is sitting in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Canton, Ohio. So, it was a hell of a play. And that team was a hell of a story. I mean, let's be real, right? Yeah, the underdogs. The underdogs. They wore, they embraced the role. The Cinderella story, actually. Yeah, but the, see, that's a Cinderella story. That I don't hate. And, and they beat my New England Patriots, so take that in. Yeah. Because they were fully deserving. They did it the right way. They came up. And like if you just go back to the NFC Championship, they went into Minnesota, who had the chance to host their own Super Bowl in Minnesota, and was heavily favored. And I think they beat them 38-7. to 
Yeah, it was like a, they killed them. Yeah, like that team was there to play football, and then they went in. They weren't scared of Tom Brady. They weren't scared of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. They punched him on the mouth, and at the end of the day, they beat them. And that's you know that's sometimes how it goes. And sometimes you know a starting cornerback just gets held out for a whole game, and you never get an explanation. For sure. This year, there's been a couple players that switched teams. Some big names moving. Um, Ronaldo moved to Juventus. Yeah. We already said LeBron moved to the Lakers. Yeah. Zlatan to the MLS. Some yeah. big moves in the world. Yeah. They really change up sports to make it kind of more interesting. For sure. Like, I, Ronaldo moving to Juventus makes the Serie A a bit more entertaining. Drains La Liga, but anyways. Yeah. The the El Clasico is not Well, it's just, I find exciting. with all these leagues now, because we've talked about this extensively, how, like, <clears throat> the, the Premier League is the only league where there really are a bunch of competitive teams. Mm-hmm. Cause you look at Spain now, like Atletico Madrid is a good team. Barcelona is a good team. And after that, there there's a significant drop-off. For sure. There are other teams who can hang in games with them and, you know, who will qualify for the Champions League. But there just aren't, you know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like there's one or two teams from every league. So it, it is nice when they all come together and you see the best games every Saturday slash Sunday. But that's not realistic. But on the subject of Ronaldo, like, he, he, Juventus still hasn't lost a game in the league. Mm-hmm. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Like, we're what, December 31st? It's halfway yeah. through the season. Yeah. With Zlatan, though, going to the MLS, I was thinking earlier today, this is probably one of the biggest transfers in MLS history other than... Like, it might be the biggest transfer in MLS history other than David Beckham going there. Yeah. The excitement he brought Yeah. to the MLS was amazing. The one thing I will say, though, about this, and I, I want to know how you feel because you're a huge soccer fan. Far more into soccer than I am, and no way more about it. But to me, as we were talking about this whole show business sort of WWE style that the UFC, the direction the UFC's gone, like when these guys come, so say for example, in three years, three and a half years, Ronaldo will come to the MLS probably, right? Once his deal is up with Juventus. Messi yeah. may do the same thing. Ronaldo, we know will. Uh, we knew Zlatan was going to come. To me, it almost turns the MLS into show business. I don't know why. It's just like there's this one guy who's obviously. I don't think so. Who's all, okay, so. But because to me, the way I see it is like when Zlatan's playing, right? There's this one guy who's clearly better than everyone else. But they're also like, it's great for the sport. They're growing the sport. They're, okay. Think of the U.S. market. There's so many people there that could play soccer. And they have the infrastructure there for the sport. <clears throat> that they just need more people getting into the sport. And well, that's what David Beckham went there to do. To grow the sport of football. Well, it's, been, it's been growing rapidly in the U.S. And I saw this, I did see this graphic, so... <clears throat> World Cup ticket sales. So the the country with like the the Russia was the country that had the most people. Like the, the okay, a list of the countries the people bought yeah. tickets. Like the division of the tickets, what country people were from buying the tickets. So yeah. Russia was number one, and the states were actually number two. Yeah. So that's how many Americans were there, and they weren't even in it. That's true. So there is a huge interest for soccer, right? Mm-hmm. And also on top of that, you have a lot of millionaires, billionaires who want to be at the big events, you know, mingling, drinking, having fun. And to go with Zlatan, his debut was incredible this guy scored i think a hat trick and a volley that was just world class yeah that was beautiful like it it was just amazing to watch and it really got people excited about him being in the mls another player that made a move to the mls this year was wayne rooney and he made in my opinion and my brother's opinion the best soccer play of 2018 which one where he sprints back on the 90th minute they're they're down one goal or tied. Sorry, I can't remember. 
He sprints back, puts in a crunching slide tackle. He's the last man back. The goalie's not even in the net because the goalie was up for the corner. Okay. Sprints back to his own half. Crunching tackle. Gets up. Gets the ball. Pings a cross from halfway line right into the box. Absolute perfect pass. And the shortest player on the field heads it in to win the game. Yeah. Like, it was just, it's a play that you just haven't seen before. Yeah. My uncle, who does it, like, who follows soccer a bit, he even sent me the video on Facebook saying this is... Like, this is incredible? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of my favorite plays of 2018. Okay. Cool. Tiger Woods had a big 2018. Did he ever? I think he's back. I think you could say he's back because he finally won that 80th tournament and he was top five in at least two majors. Mm-hmm. And it might have been three. Cause he has, so he has 14 majors. Jack has 18. Uh, Jack Nicholas. So like, to win four or five more might be a stretch, but I definitely think he'll get one or two more. Yeah, he's going to get a lot closer. He's, he's going to win a major, I think, this year. And God, that'll be big. I, really, I would love to see him win the Masters. I was watching videos yesterday... Mm-hmm. Of the crowd following him, following him when that he won would, the tour championship. Now, now, if we're gonna talk about one of my favorite sports moments of the year, that's up there. Yeah, because you never see that people following him down. It was like he was leading an army into battle. It's funny how a man's so hated by a lot of the population, you know, for extracurricular reasons, which I don't think you should hate a guy for. But anyways, and uh, <laughs> just how much people also love him, right? Well, that's the thing. People don't like the person that he is, but they love him as a golfer. Yeah, and there's and, the, and we've talked about this again extensively. There's no one singular athlete who carries a sport the way Tiger Woods carries golf. Mm-hmm. Like, golf is irrelevant when Tiger Woods is golfing. Golf is irrelevant when Tiger Woods is not golfing well. Yeah. And, I mean, irrelevant might be a little harsh because there still is a market for it. There still is a fan base. People still talk about it. But, like, you know, I don't really care about Patrick Reed. I don't know about you. Like, when I saw that he was in the running for the tour championship, I was working at a restaurant. Yeah. And every second that I didn't have to be working... I was watching the TV, watching Tiger. Yeah. Like, and if I missed a shot, I'd ask the person watching TV what like just what, happened. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Like, I will sit down on a Sunday and watch golf when Tiger Woods is at contention. It's always great when you see Tiger in a red shirt on a Sunday. That's when you know you're in trouble. For sure. Another big sports moment not on the field. The Colin Kaepernick ad with Nike. Yeah. That shocked the sports world. It did, because you don't usually see corporations stand behind athletes like that and um i mean it was nice to see personally i think it's one of the best advertisements ever the inspiration it gives people and when he turns when they show the first scene with his afro yeah and he turns around when i saw that for the first time i was just like holy shit yeah it was pretty cool this is unbelievable yeah and it is a weird campaign from an athletics company, like it's, it's an anomaly in the sense that you're taking a guy who's been out of sports for quite some time now, and it's like you're not you're you're not really advertising him as an athlete, right? Because in the ad, well, does he throw a football in the ad? No, no, that's what I mean. There's no. He's, he's just standing in New yeah, York he's, City. He's just standing. It's like it's more of a like a socio political campaign than a mm-hmm. like for sure it is. So Definitely. it's cool to see an athletics company try to use that as their marketing scheme, and it did work, right? Because their stock hit an all time high. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And it was cool to see all the athletes from across the leagues rally behind him and stand with him. Um, it was also interesting to hear the stories of like some of the other athletes in that ad. Like Alfonso Davies was in that. 
the yeah. 16 year old player for canada yeah the soccer player yeah who just had a mega transfer deal to Bayern munich mm-hmm. that was cool there was shakim griffin in it yeah that was interesting yeah there was a lot of athletes that i didn't know their names but it was still really cool to see their story uh lebron james was in it mm-hmm. and to end it off they put in Serena Williams and call her the greatest athlete ever. That yeah. was a huge statement as well. That was almost as big as just having Colin Kaepernick in the ad. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The average that was <laughs> that truly was probably. If we're talking like, well, it's for a sports again, company, the, yeah, to make a female athlete the greatest athlete of all time. That's it's huge. Impressive. It's absolutely huge. And you know, Serena Williams being a black woman, like obviously that's coming huge, from right? Compton, coming from Com- like that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, to, we could debate all day about who is the greatest athlete of all time. <laughs> um, but she's definitely in the debate. She's just so dominant in her sport. Like, she won a major while pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely incredible. Um, but no, I think, I think that the Colin Kaepernick ad campaign was definitely a, one of the most noteworthy moments of the year in sports. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the future does for old Colin. Because... <laughs> There's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Like on rosters. And I mean, I, I, I do believe that, um, well, once the current presidency, presidency comes to a close too, and there's a little less volatility in the political climate, and obviously we don't have to get into that here at all. I think that that, but then he'll be a little too old, right? Because that's still a year and a half longer. No, it's two more years actually. That'd be three years without playing. Three and, three, three and a half full years without playing football. So that's tough. And I mean, I th- but I, for him at this point, I, well, no, he's made it clear he does want to come back to the NFL. He does not want to? No, he does. Oh, he does, yeah. yes, I was going to say. For me, I would love to see him play, but I don't see it being very realistic, unfortunately. No, me neither. Just because of how, how long he's been out of the game, and the NFL just isn't a great... Well, yeah, either. there's just a lot going on there. Which is disappointing, but it's going to be interesting to see what the next year has for him. Um, to end off the episode, what do you uh, see happening in 2019 in the world of sports? Um, I don't know. Like, what? Do you, I don't know. Like, who do you think any teams are gonna make a huge jump, make a big difference? Any athletes? Yeah, let me case sports predictions for the year. Well, do you have any off the hop you want to get in or no? Okay, I, I know. I got a good one that you're going to absolutely love. Okay. Toronto Raptors will play in the 2019 NBA Finals. I agree. Okay. So, that would be absolutely massive. Luka Doncic, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, easy. Um, LeBron James, fifth MVP. Ooh, that's a hot take. Well, he's only good. As long as this, he only sits out for like six or seven games here, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, New, I mean, New England Patriots, sixth Super Bowl right No way. Really? No way. Who do you think it's going to be? Not the Patriots. Well, who, well, that's pretty That's pretty broad, Coos. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I, I don't even think they might. I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl this year. Really? Yeah. Really? I think that Josh Gordon hit is a huge hit. I don't think so. Who do you, well, who do you think is going to win it then? I have no clue, to be honest. I think it could be the Rams. It could be maybe even the Colts, dude. The Colts are coming from like they've they've been winning a lot of games. They started the season one and five, and they made the playoffs. Yeah, no, they've been on a hell of a run. So that's pretty crazy, but I don't know. 
When it comes to soccer, okay, I think... Well, I, okay, I have an actual question here. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Will Golden State three-peat? Ooh. As I'm watching them more and more, I'm starting to think that they're not going to. Do you think they'll come out of the West? But it all depends on how Boogie comes back. Do you think they'll come out of the West? Like, in this very moment? In this moment, yes. Okay. But I don't know if they're going to win it. Yeah, that's now you're being a homer. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, there's a lot of the season to go. You don't know where Anthony Davis is going, if he's staying. Not sure. That's not right. Do you think he's getting moved? In 2019? 2019, yes. I so don't know in the course of this calendar year, you think I'll yes. be on a team other than the uh, yes New Orleans Pelicans? Okay, I think definitely. Okay, um, you'd be crazy if you're the Pelicans not to trade him. You think so? Yes. Okay. Because like then he just walks away for free. But with the world of soccer, Liverpool could win their first title in a while. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, what else do you got in soccer? You got any bold Champions League takes or what? Sticking with Juventus? I'm sticking with Juventus. We did you a pre. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they've looked so good. You know what? They actually did lose two games in the group stage, which is disappointing, but one of them was a, a Man U miracle. You think Jose Mourinho is going to get hired in 2019? No. <laughs> no way. Going to the NHL, what do you think? Oh, man. You think Ovi's going to... No. Well, you, you know what? Here's the one prediction I'm willing to give. Because I, I this is, I'm confident in this, and to be honest, I'm not. I think that we'll have a, a Pittsburgh Penguins Washington Capitals playoff series again. That'd be great. And I think the team that wins that series, they'll win the cup. Oh, okay. Because to, to me, Pittsburgh's been on a great run lately. Washington's looked great all season, so they're on another collision course. Hopefully, it's the East final. I hate when they play in the second round. Because then, like last year, they played in the second round, then Washington went, and who'd they play in the East final? I can't remember. Exactly. <laughs> Um, going to baseball. Where do you think uh, Machado and Bryce Harper is going to land? Do you uh, think they could land on the same team? No, because it didn't. So one one's going to be a Dodger, one's going to be a Yankee. I'll make that prediction. Yeah, and I think well, yeah, and I think Harper will be a Dodger, Machado will be a Yankee. Makes sense. Well, because Machado was with the Dodgers, but apparently there was a lot of flack on him in the playoffs, huh? Yeah, like not trying and yeah, not really performing. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think we went through all the major leagues. What other leagues are there? Well, you got a National Lacrosse League prediction? Well, uh, Toronto Rock might win their game this week. That'd be huge. I forget who they're playing, but I saw it on the score app today. All right, so you got a Bundesliga? <laughs> no, I'm going Bayern. Obviously, Bayern Munich. No, I got a... I, got, I could get a... What, what do I got here? You got an individual sport prediction? Yeah, well, Tiger's going to win a major. Uh, I think Roger Federer will keep his ways up. Rogers, my guy. So I, I yeah, he's gonna win um, another major, I think. I think that um these uh oh, it's, oh I got a good one. You, you're gonna laugh. CFL quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell will land on a National Football League roster. Yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly. He's had that. a lot of tryouts, so that that's gonna. I think he will. Yeah. Um. Any, anyone you think is gonna retire? Ooh, that one's tough. If Vince Carter plays another season, that'd be amazing. He needs to come to Toronto, though. You gotta end your career there. Because he's still so? a competent guy to come off the end of the bench. But I don't know if he wants to come back to Toronto. But what else is he gonna do? Why would Toronto want him, though? Who's he playing for right now? The Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. Hawks. Isn't that the worst team in the NBA is it today? Yeah. Like that? What a waste. Oh, 
this is a hot take that I saw the other day. Yeah. That Zion and RJ Barrett will not go number one. Someone I was reading an article, they think Bull Bull is gonna go number one in the NBA draft. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Um I right, what else I got? Oh <clears throat> I had it so t- college football playoff. See, I was devastated. We didn't get to do an episode before the college football playoff. So Kyler Murray. Obviously we've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. He's gonna I he will declare for the NFL draft and he'll be a first round draft pick. Do you think he'll pick football over baseball? I do. Jeez. Because he made one throw the other night, post route over the middle against Alabama, and it was as good a throw as you're going to see any level of football. And that's actually with my buddy who's a huge Redskins fan. I said, hey, that could be the future quarterback of the Washington Redskins. And he goes, no, because if this kid declares, he's going to be a first overall pick. And I said, really? First overall? And I don't think he's wrong anymore. Because if you look at last year, like Baker was literally being slotted as a second, third rounder at the start of the college football season because of his size. Then throughout the year, they're like, okay, maybe he's into the first round. Maybe he's into the top 15. Maybe he's into the top 10. And it wasn't until the day before that every mock draft, all of a sudden, because someone got a tip from Don Dorsey and the Browns. It was like, no, he's going first overall. Yeah. Because it's like, it was like Deshaun Watson. Like, I think that was kind of a changing moment in the NFL for quarterbacks. It's like, he was clearly the best quarterback in college, but he wasn't the first one taken in the draft. Because Mitchell Trubisky was. One of, okay, last, I want to hear your hot take for the season. I'll give you some time to think about it because I'll say mine first. Yeah, go. It's my hot take. For what season? NBA. Okay. It's going with the homer pick. Yeah. Raptors are going to win the finals. Yeah. And Pascal Siakam is going to be the finals MVP. Oh, I think there's something that we're completely neglecting here. I'll, I will do my hot take in a second, but where is Kawhi Leonard staying in Toronto? Oh, yeah. How do we not talk about that? Yeah, we're, we're absolute donkeys. Yes, he is. I agree. Jack, my brother, said that he wasn't going to for the first time a couple days ago, and it infuriated me. Okay, so he's saying, um, is Kyle Lowry a Raptor by year's end? Oh, by year's end for sure. Mm-hmm. Like calendar year? Yeah, December 31st next year we're doing this podcast. I don't know. That's a tough one to say. Okay. It depends on how we do this year. Is, um, but going back to my hot take, I just want to give a reason why this is a hot take. Well, I think you know why it's a hot take, but this is my reason. Abs- you're being an absolute homer. Yeah, but why this is my, my reasoning Wait, so, is. Sorry, you're saying the Raptors are winning the finals with Siakam as MVP? Yes. Over Kawhi Leonard? Yes. My reasoning is when Kawhi Leonard won his finals MVP yeah. for the San Antonio Spurs, was he the best player on that team? You could argue. I don't know. I'd put Tim Duncan ahead of him. Maybe Tony Parker still. Yeah. Parker was hella good in those finals. The thing, though, about Kawhi Leonard is he defended the best player, which Siakam's not going to do, but Siakam's still going to have to guard a top-tier player. And they have very similar traits. They're both... Like, if you look at the way Kawhi Leonard started his career, he was a lanky, athletic defender. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Siakam. So, I see parallels in their career. That's that's my reasoning. Okay. I that like that's a hot take. I don't know if I wouldn't pet that's something I would not put money on. Okay. But I think could maybe happen. Um what's your hot take for the year? Does NBA? No, any sport. Any sport. Hot take for the year. See, I should have thought about this instead of talking to you about your hot take. But Oh man. If I was sticking with the NBA, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want that on a record. <laughs> um I was going to say something absolutely. I don't even know if it's loony. Okay, I, I, no, I'm not going to say that. 
NHL does like no, I don't. Ovechkin scores seventy goals. Like, no, no, no. Um, well, Liverpool going undefeated? Absolutely not. Um, Juventus will go undefeated, but that's not a hot take. Um, on the subject of the NBA, if I were to say right now that the Los Angeles Lakers will beat the Warriors in the West Final, am I crazy? No, because a lot of things can change. Okay, so my hot take is that the Los Angeles Lakers will be the opponent of the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals in 2019. I think that that could happen and Anthony Davis might be playing in the Finals. Because <laughs> that's another hot take for me. So you think Davis will be a Laker by years end? You really do? Yeah. But what? Are, tell me this, quickly here. What are they giving up to get him? I think they'll give up Kuzma, Ingram, Josh Hart, and a couple firsts. Is that worth it? For the Pelicans? Yeah. No, no, no. For the Lakers. Yeah. But Kuzma's been playing really, really well. Like, he's on the ball for an all-star now. Josh Hart contributes. I don't like Lonzo Ball at all. Lonzo Ball's been playing a lot better. You have to give up some stuff to get the best player, one of the best players in the league. You're not going to give up peanuts for him. But why don't you just hang out? You're telling me a lineup with LeBron. AD and who else? AD, Lonzo. Um, they don't need anyone else. Ingram's still there, I guess. No, they would trade, trade Ingram. I don't know, Coos. If I were them, I would try to sign Clay Thompson this summer, and I would just hold out. Because Davis has already said that he'll take a discount. I don't see this current Lakers team making the finals, but I think there are changes to be made. Cool. <laughs> I actually, I bet, I don't ever bet on sports, but I bet uh, $6 because of my bet, through my bet um, one of my bet accounts had money left in it for the fiscal year, or the calendar year, sorry. They, they, their calendar year, and yeah, it, yeah. it all lines up. Anyways, so I had to bet some money on some games. So I bet on the college football playoff games. And um, I lost money. And then I actually put money on the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers to beat them on Christmas. Because I, I was like, LeBron's going to go and he's going to beat them. And then LeBron was out. And I, Your knees started shaking. Well, no, it was six bucks, so I, mean, I really don't care. But I was like, hmm. But I wasn't expecting them to beat them like that, even if LeBron was in the lineup. So then that's when I was thinking, hmm. Okay. This could be a finals-bound team. Because here's why. They look a lot better than the Cavs looked last year at this point. Yeah. It's a good call. Because the, 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 the West this year doesn't have any teams scarier than the East last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is a hot take, though. Lakers in the finals. I like it. Now, can I give you a hotter take? Sure. All Los Angeles West final. For NBA? Yeah. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Denver Nuggets could be in the finals, though. That's another hot take. But... We're starting to get a bit crazy here, so uh, yeah, we're sounding like we've been we've been doing some of the edibles, <laughs> like J.R. Smith over there in the first game of the NBA Finals. You can't tell me you, everyone talks about Josh Gordon. You can't tell me he's not playing games in the bag. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's a wrap. And 2018 has been quite the year, and let's hope that 2019 can give us some amazing sports memories as well. Quinn, it's been a great year doing Coos and Quinn with you, and. Uh, we're on to bigger and better things for 2019. Yeah, for sure. Happy New Year, Coos. Um, happy holidays to anyone who's still listening at this point. I'd be very impressed if any listener other than the two of us makes it this far. <laughs> I'll say that, but no. Uh, yeah, no, looking forward to the new year. Should be a good year in sports. Go Pats. Thanks for listening to the last episode of Coos and Quinn of 2018.